Welcome to another edition of the Daily Fantasy Dudes Podcast. Tom Gallon and Matt Van Every is back with us this week. We're going to cover the Week 14 slate in the NFL. Pricing is adjusted quite a bit, so some of those players that were filling in and therefore very good values last week, maybe not so great values this week, so a little tougher to fill in those lineups. But we'll get at it, and we'll find you some great values and hopefully some contrarian picks. Let's get right to it with the quarterback position. And Matt, what have you got in mind for the QB spot? Yes, the all-important quarterback position. I'm starting off with Blake Bortles, who has anchored my Roto team the past, uh, you know, the second half of the season as I picked him up. And I picked him up for these coming weeks in particular. So to this week and the next two, keep a close eye on him as he's got really good matchups. He's still not quite as expensive as some of the other guys on most of the sites like uh, DraftKings and Fantasy Hub, but he's getting there. So keep an eye on his price. This week, I still do like him. He's got more passing touchdowns than anybody not named Tom Brady since week five. So there's a little... uh, nugget for you. I also really like Russell Wilson, another player who's been having a strong second half of the season. I really like Russell Wilson and recommend him in all formats. Tyrod Taylor for the Bills. I have been a fan and against the Eagles, I think that Tyrod is in for a big day. A lot of fun to watch and a way to go Tyrod. Congratulations, man. You are an NFL quarterback and at least this week you are a likely DFS starter for me and uh, I recommend him highly. Yeah, those are some good choices for sure. I'm definitely on board with Russell Wilson. I've been debating on Tyrod Taylor myself, but I think I'm probably going to go with a couple of his weapons as opposed to Tyrod. It's kind of a tough call. My other quarterbacks, besides, like I say, Russell Wilson's definitely one I'll get in the mix of 7-10 to 10, uh, GPP single entry lineups that I typically do. But I'm starting to believe uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's got it going, and he's playing a Tennessee defense that is pretty much terrible. He's got the two weapons in Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. Of course, he's got a decent running game to go with it, so that helps. And I just look for Ryan Fitzpatrick at a very cheap price to keep it going. He's one of those guys that can get you 25-plus points, which is great for a quarterback, and he's not going to cost you up at the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady kind of level. So great deal on Ryan Fitzpatrick still. I'm sure that's going to be moving up in the coming weeks. And then the other one that mainly I'll be on is matchup base for sure as Jameis Winston going against New Orleans, who has shown pretty much nothing other than they gave Carolina a game. But defensively, New Orleans has been a sieve all year. And I don't doubt that that will continue. Jameis Winston has those weeks, you know. Occasionally, he'll just pop up and have a big-time game. This could be one of those weeks. He can run the ball. He's got plenty of weapons. All of his weapons are healthy now on the passing end. So I look for Jameis Winston to have a big day. And again... At a relatively cheap price. He's right around the same price on most sites as Ryan Fitzpatrick. So good deal on both those guys. Let's move on to the running back spot. What do you got, Matt? You know, I'm going with guys that I've liked uh, over the past couple weeks. And I'm just going to, I'm going back to the well, man. I really like Thomas Rawls of the Seattle Seahawks. He's still inexpensive. You know, that's the, the key right now. That price could go up. So go ahead and take advantage of him this week while his price is still affordable. Because goodness, it's not going to be for long. The guy is really a heck of a player. He's a matchup nightmare. He's small. He's fast. He's hard to bring down. And uh, I think he's going to have a, uh, a really good week this week uh, against the Ravens who are you know, let's face it, the Ravens have, uh, they faced a lot of injuries. We'll just leave it at that. 
I also like Tarkandrick West of the Kansas City Chiefs, who um, is another player who, you know, kind of came out of nowhere. Spencer Ware has been taking some of his carries, and Spencer got the touchdown last week. But uh, Tarkandrick had, I think, six or seven more carries than uh, Spencer. I think he's clearly the better running back. And I really expect that this week uh, against the Chargers, my Chargers, oh, goodness, oy vey. I think that Charkandrick is going to come back and Char Char is going to show us that he's the man uh, with the master plan. So go ahead and play Charkandrick West. He's a, he's a very affordable pickup in uh, all DFS formats. I also really, you know, I'm starting to believe that Sean Drawn, I'm not going to say I believe in Sean Drawn, but I believe that he's a good play because he's inexpensive and he gets a lot of carries. I didn't see the stat for last week, although it may be true, but I know week before last, he played 100% of the 49ers offensive plays. How many guys in the league other than quarterbacks can say that? That's a guy I want in my lineup, especially when he's in the bottom third of the salaries. I also like Charles Sims down there in Tampa. He's very affordable, and they're playing the Saints. The Saints are awful against the run. Yes, Doug Martin is a great play, but you know if you're looking for more of a wild card contrarian type pick, Sims is a guy that is going to catch some passes out of the backfield. You know, a 40% chance he scores a touchdown, which less than 50% chance, but in the scheme of things in the NFL, that's pretty good. I do believe he will have a touchdown. I could see him breaking a long run, which I uh, I picked Matt Jones to break a long run against the Saints. I picked Sproles to break a long run. I've been kind of good at these long shot running backs, particularly when I think that they're going to catch some passes, and that's how I'm feeling about Sims. Last pick, I got to mention one more running back. And this is actually, you know what? It's just Rex Ryan and LaShawn McCoy. You telling me that LaShawn McCoy is not going to have a good game against the Eagles this week? I think Rex is going to put him in a position to succeed. He's going to feed that boy the pill. LaShawn McCoy is a fantastic play. I think it's a, a can't miss for sure. Yeah, in my case, I think I'm going to be rolling exclusively with Thomas Rawls, LaShawn McCoy, that revenge angle, definitely. Everybody's well aware of it. He'll be highly owned, but I think it's going to pay off just like you do, Matt. And Sean Drawn for the 49ers gets the opportunities playing Cleveland. Not a team that stops the run. In fact, they don't stop a whole lot of anything. But those three are going to be in my mix. And with their pricing, that's what allows to have more of the elite receivers. And receivers is what we're going to talk about right now. What do you got, Matt? I'm going with Allen as the world hearns. He was out last week, and we saw his running mate, Robinson, just go nuts. He was my play of the week last week. I had him in all formats. He really showed up. I think that Robinson's a solid play again this week. Bortles seems to really have a good thing with both of those receivers, but Hearns is a lot cheaper. And, of course, it's all about getting those points per dollar. And so Alan Hearns, is a, I believe, is a great play. Do keep an eye make sure that he is in the lineup. He's out of the concussion protocol. And if you can afford it, Alan Robinson, I mean, I wouldn't have a, a bit of an issue playing both of those guys, that's for sure. So also, I really am a big fan this week of A.J. Green. I think that A.J. is going to have a big week. The Bengals, you know, right now might be the best team in the NFL. Who knows? The Patriots are certainly looking vulnerable. So A.J. Green is a player that I am all over. I also like Devontae Parker in Miami. He's going to line up opposite Jarvis Landry. Devontae Parker, I think that the Miami wants to see exactly what they have with him, and so he's going to get some looks. Not necessarily a guy that has to score a touchdown, likely to have some good points and to have a good game, although it would not surprise me if he does. For Tennessee, I think that Doriel Green-Beckham finally showed up. And I, I kept saying, if you if you stuck with me, you know I've been on his team all year long. I think that Doriel is a good play from here on out. Um, he's big. He's strong. He's fast. He makes catches, and I think that he is a uh, great player. You know, another guy, Brandon Marshall of the Jets, pretty expensive. So um, he's, you know, not going to be my first choice. Uh, if you're going to go the expensive route, I'd probably prefer A.J. Green. It's a good week. There's a lot of good talent out there. Take advantage of it and get some players at some affordable rates. 
Yeah, well, Doriel Green Beckham isn't the Beckham that I'll be all over this week. In fact, there's going to be two, one's coming up a little bit later, two positions that I will have the same player on every one of my lineups. This next one is wide receiver, and it's Odell Beckham Jr. playing on Monday night. Everybody knows I love having Monday night players. Hate just sitting there watching my teams have no chance but to go down if I don't have anybody left on Monday night. Beckham is a prime-time performer. Pay the price. Go with Odell. I think he's going to have a huge day going up against Miami. Look for Beckham to deliver once again in the prime-time spotlight. I also like Martavis Bryant in that Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game. Tough to call which way it might go, but I kind of lean toward it being a little more of a shootout than a tough, hard-fought, divisional, defensive type of game. And since I'm going to go with Odell, it's going to be mighty tough to get in Antonio Brown. But Martavis Bryant gives you a player from that game who should have some good numbers, and he's very moderately priced considering what Antonio Brown would cost you. So I like him a lot. Doug Baldwin has delivered week in and week out. Still pretty cheap. His price is certainly going up. But Baldwin is a great play against Baltimore, as I think him and Wilson right now, they just have something going. Every week, Baldwin is delivering. He's usually getting at least six or seven catches and quite often finding the end zone multiple times. Another one I like is Golden Tate at St. Louis. Kind of going with the cheaper option between him and Calvin Johnson. And you kind of have to do that because, like I say, if I want to get Odell in lineups and some of the other guys that are a little more expensive, you have to find those value plays somewhere. I do like Sammy Watkins, too, going against Philadelphia. I think that's going to be a game with a lot of opportunities for scoring. Tyrod Taylor certainly can get in the ball. He's been playing well the last few weeks. And this is kind of the reason I didn't take Tyrod is because I think LaShawn McCoy and Sammy Watkins, if I can get them both in, I've got two of the big players in that game. And I'd be a little dicey going with the quarterback as well, just because I think the couple other spots at quarterback with Fitzpatrick and Winston might be better values. Who can put up the same, if not slightly better numbers than Tyrod Taylor? So that's what I have for the wide receivers. And moving on, let's talk tight end, which is kind of a tough spot this week. I'm going to start with Greg Olson. Man, him and Cam are really... They've just got a, they got a special thing going. I really like Greg Olson this week. Here on out, he's just a stud. He's their number one receiver at the tight end position. Delaney Walker, just getting it done, flat out getting it done. You know, he's been a, as consistent as they come. Um, not of anybody not named Olson and Eifert with, uh, you know, and Eifert's a little nicked up. Yeah, I like Delaney Walker a lot. I think he's going to have a very good week and is a very safe play at a little lesser t- price tag than Olson. You know, if you need to save a tad bit, then uh, go with him. Zach Miller in Chicago with Martellus Bennett officially out for the season. It is safe. You can play Zach Miller, and it is likely that he's going to score some touchdowns. He's got some good hands, man. That guy catches everything in his radius, and so I expect that that will continue and probably catches a touchdown. Austin Safarian Jenkins of the Buccaneers. If he's in, then I think he's a great play, and likely probably you know not going to be in as many rosters either, and I know he's affordable. Yeah, Safarian Jenkins is probably the guy I'm going to have to use the most because he's so cheap and the upside is there. He's not showing up on any injury reports, so all indications are definitely that he will play indeed. So Safarian Jenkins at 2700 on DraftKings. Not such a great bargain on FanDuel at 5500 but still, the game is one where you should have the ball in the air. I expect him to get a lot more time on the field. I think he was only on 22 snaps or so his first game back, which was Week 13. Given that I'm spending a lot elsewhere, I'm going to need to have a guy like him 
at the tight end spot to make it all work. Other possibilities that I'm looking at, Jason Witten playing at Green Bay. I think him and Cassell kind of clicked there on Monday night against the Redskins. We could probably see that continuing. About a mid-range price on Witten. And the other guy, a little cheaper, Richard Rodgers on the other side of the ball for Green Bay. I could uh, see him getting plenty of action from the tight end spot. I'm going as cheap as possible at tight end because I don't have much choice given the other guys in my lineup. And let's move on to the defensive picks for the week. The Packers uh, are in Green Bay at Lambeau, the frozen tundra. I do believe it's December. I mean, that's just frozen. That's that, It's tundra time. You know what I'm saying, Tom? The fact that they're playing Matt Castle, I believe it is. Yeah. Need I say more? No. In fact, I'm not going to say another word. You know all you need to know. The Packers at home against Matt Castle. Ding, ding, ding. I also like the Jets playing the Titans, who put up a ton of points last week. But... You know, the Jets are still a the Jets. They're a very good defense, and I suspect that they're going to have a good game. I also like the Chiefs. You know, I'm a Chargers fan, and I've the second half of the season, I've picked on my Chargers. I have gone against them. So Chiefs, Packers, Jets, tough to go wrong. Yeah, while I wouldn't say I necessarily disagree with any of those choices, this is the other spot where I'm going to go with one team, all my lineups, without question, and that is the Seattle Seahawks playing at Baltimore, where very likely they're going to get Jimmy Clausen, who they've already seen once this year. They shut him out back when they weren't playing very well. I believe that was week three. And this week, they're getting just a decimated team in Baltimore when the Seattle Seahawks have righted the ship. They're playing much better, whether it's Schaub or Jimmy Clausen, doesn't matter. Schaub's a pick six every freaking week. I think Seattle, especially with a... You know, Tyler Lockett running back kicks too is a great opportunity to have a defense that may well be your highest scoring position. So I am all over Seattle and Odell Beckham this week as two guys that will be in every lineup, something I don't normally do or even recommend. But hey, we'll see how it turns out at the end of the week. Now, finally, let's get a tip of the week out of Matt and then we'll wrap things up. In the spirit of the playoffs, you know, coming up here soon and uh, in Roto Leagues or in the playoffs, you know, it comes down to defense. And I think that too often, I know I have tended to, and Tom, you've been, you've helped me with this in a lot of ways. You put a lot of stock into a solid defensive pick. And I don't know that I always have, you know, at the beginning of the season, I was just picking who I could afford because I was so concerned with other positions. I think you really sell yourself short because defenses can play a big role, whether it's Roto or DFS. And I think sometimes that's overlooked, especially in DFS. Do not overlook your defensive play. If you pick the wrong team and there's other guys in your league that pick the right team, that could easily be the difference. You could be outscored by 20 or 30 points on defense, you know, easily. Do not let yourself get beaten because you got lazy and you didn't take the time to research defenses. That's my tip of the week. Excellent tip, and I hope it's right this week. That's why I'm all over Seattle. That'll wrap it up for this edition. And we've got, of course, three more weeks of the NFL season. So look forward to talking to you then go out and take home some cash again this week all right thanks everybody be sure to subscribe to our podcast on itunes or your favorite provider and if you do use itunes we'd greatly appreciate it if you left a review of the show we love the feedback and it helps us move up the podcast rankings hey dudes don't forget to follow me on twitter under at you fantasy dude i'll always have links to the podcast in my fantasy hub blog articles posted there as soon as they become available plus tips and more info throughout the week And remember, when it comes to daily fantasy, have fun, win money, don't be ridiculous.